support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Yeah, so uh, Brandon's not going to be here for this episode. Uh, he told me he couldn't make it. He had prior obligations or whatever, but... Uh, I met this new guy uh, on Discord, um, auditioning him. I want to see, hopefully I can replace Brandon, man. Freaking Brandon's been on 100 episodes, still haven't been able to replace him. But uh, this guy told me for some reason to meet him at a McDonald's, uh, join the Wi-Fi, and then call him on Skype. So uh, here I go. Let me just call him. The hell is so this is inappropriate crap what brandon who is this brandon i'm not brandon brandon i know it's I'm you in the, no Allegro. The, s- the sleeping black man that's definitely you brandon no you has never inside me no ever first of all i was never inside of brandon or el durmiendo hombre negro we know what you're into, nasty man. Disgusting. <sighs> Says the guy with the girls kissing behind him. Okay, can we just get the show started? Just take off the crap and let's hey, just go. Let's get the show going. Andale, andale, arriba. <sighs> Please help me. Hey, yo, it's showtime. Here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Mr. McMahon in your stereo I'ma set the stipulation and scenario Force count everywhere, doors drive everywhere Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere Eyes all white with the cold stare, you know I had to go there Hell yeah, the flow so real Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts You ain't really coming for the boss No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts Shooting star deadly off the porch No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts the most electrifying, steady with the source. Not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts. What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Brandon, here we are. Nice candlelit dinner. Dinner for two. You finally have taken off your mask. Really appropriate. Oh, what are wait- you talking about? Taking off my mask. Waitress. What are you going about? I'll have a steak. I'll have it. Hey. Well done. I would you know never what? order a steak well done, first of all. What? Kind of man do you take uh, me for? Yeah, why were people hating on well done steak people, you know? What's wrong with the well done steak? Uh, I want you to search Cowboy Kent, a guy like I, I really like. Uh, he's really entertaining. Cowboy Kent on YouTube. Uh, don't do it now. Please watch us live. Support us. But <laughs> Damn, I'm going to lose all, my, all our followers. Um, but uh, <laughs> it is literally um, Cowboy Kent does a thing where he says, <laughs> the cow done died once i ain't gonna kill him again <laughs> so, it's the best explanation for for well done and where's the singing i brandon didn't want to sing Brand, i i literally had the skit plan for brandon to sing and then i couldn't find brandon he's like i'm not gonna make the episode so that was yeah. uh that was what happened <laughs> like el luchador was gonna fill hey, in look, for the episode el luchador <laughs> the best comment ever though hey, and hey at least brandon wore a mask finally <laughs> The only time you'll see me in a mask, damn it. Speaking of which, 
I want to talk about a tweet last week, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain, Brandon. I want to see yeah. if you, it happens to you too. So Anna J <laughs> basically put out a tweet. Um, the Dark Order's Anna J. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, oh, wrong hand. Let me do this hand so people can see. Um, she basically put out a tweet saying, um, "The best part about be- about wearing mask at the gym is that no one can see um, the lyrics that I'm singing." Yeah. <laughs> and Twitter went crazy. What is wrong with Twitter, man? Right. I just, I don't, I don't they have to be trolling, man. I feel it's just a giant troll campaign. No, at this dude. Point. The, I don't Twitter, even think it's legit. Twitter is 99% toxic people, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced of it. Because it's just like, what the, people were, were like calling her out for that. And let me see what, 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 okay. I want you to, for a second, be as toxic as you possibly can be. Like, uh-huh. what did she say wrong? Oh, uh, oh! You want me to play play that role? Yeah, uh, like first what would... of all, look, she's mouthing these these dirty lyrics. She, she likes to say racist things, but her mouth covered, so no one can tell. It. No, that's what they were saying. See, like I couldn't figure it out for the life of me, and I guess maybe I'm too positive of a person sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What are they trying to? I'm like, all she's saying, like I took it at at face value, which was literally like. <laughs> She's saying that she's singing like embarrassing things and like no one can see her because you know you've been to the gym. I guess maybe to me the people that got offended are people that have never worked out before. So <laughs> you know when you have your headphones on, you're like, and you're just kind of like mouthing <laughs> everything, and you're like, yeah, you know, you're in, and it it is kind of embarrassing. Like when you look over at someone and they're in the mirror and they're like, like doing stuff. Right, and, right, yeah. right. So she's saying basically like, oh, she doesn't have that problem uh, due to masks, That's and good. yet. Uh, like wrestling Twitter tried to make it seem like literally people were saying like, oh, it, it was her saying that she could say the N word without being anyone getting offended. <laughs> and I was like, is that really what it comes down to? Like, it really comes down to like people think she's going to like say, say something racist. Yeah. Like, that's what she's like. We're happy to wear a mask about. Like, come on now, man. Yeah. Twitter is a little nutty, man. I don't know. I don't know if that's making a stretch or not. But are just like where your head space is to start. That's what I'm saying. Level, like, exactly, like, exactly what I'm getting at. It's like sometimes <laughs> when when people respond like that, it's not. I always tell people it's not necessarily the person that is at fault. It's you responding in such a way that you're negative. It, like, it kind of tells me where your head is at. Like right. if you're just always expect, expecting everybody to be racist, sexist, everything and stuff. Guess what? You're missing the good in the world. I know it's hard. Look, I know it's hard. I know there are people like Brandon who are just offensive, <laughs> just offensive to everything of uh, everything in your moral fiber. But you gotta, no. you gotta surpass that. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get past it and look for the good in people. No way. Are they gonna make her apologize? Like AEW? No, she she like deleted it. Statement. She deleted oh, it, man. and it was just like, oh man, come on. Like it wasn't, it wasn't she... anything like that. And now she's deleted it. Now she's just fed fed the fire, man. It's just right, because then it becomes like, like, oh yeah, there's yeah. You wrong see, with you it. see, there was, yeah. and they're just like, no. It's like she's a public figure, and it's like y'all are harassing her, and it's like, all right, just just buy, you know, forget the tweet. Uh, and then I still, yeah, see, I still don't get the problem with the tweet. Like seriously, I'm generally confused. What's wrong with singing <laughs> with singing songs to yourself? Yeah, <laughs> like I know it's it's. It, it, People make these things something or not. Twitter is weird. Yeah, you should see Fernando's Twitter. It's super, super weird. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it's I, yeah. Twitter, Twitter is great. Like, like you said for for our channel, you know, building up 
you know, the following and, and being able to interact with people. But you got that other side of it that's just like, you know, coming through every, every word, parsing everything. Right. Well, let's talk, let's talk about that. I, know, I, I don't need, mean to even make this like a yeah. higher mindset kind of thing, but it's honestly what I feel. It's like I've, I've heard everything from social media is the best thing ever all the way down to like you need to deplug and you need to get away from social media and you need to, you know, take those apps off your phone. And as with everything I feel in life, it's like it's, it's all about moderation. It's all about how you look at things and it's all about um, ultimately it's up to you, you know, Um everything to me is kind of like a relationship you know what i mean like how, why are you a good parent because you take the time to you know teach your kids and and stuff which is why i have to have a conversation with brandon's mom um because she did well on two of her kids uh but that one in the middle he got away uh what are you talking to my mother behind my back that's well, happening i did i am the owner of your house after last week that contract you don't remember that uh, I do. I have to talk to her. I'm house. nice. I'm going to give her the equity and, and then take the house. Oh, my gosh. It's going to leave you homeless and penniless. You can live man. in the garage. <laughs> you put me in the garage? <laughs> Why not? Jesus, can you stay in a room of the house? Oh, come on, bro. It's That's ridiculous. my house. This is my house. That's I've offered for you to live in, in my house before, but you're like, uh, 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 I, you know, I, I like to walk around uh, in the nude and uh, I can't I can't do uh, it. Yeah, I can't do it at your spot. I mean, how's that gonna happen? <laughs> I mean, I I'd be okay with it. <laughs> That's a different story for a different day. Nasty so, man. um, what was I saying? I don't even remember what the hell I was saying. Social media. And oh, so social media. So I'm social plugging. media. Um, yeah. Again, I don't think it's so cut and dry. I don't think you need to like, um, get away from social media. I think you should. People should use social media for what it is, which is a tool to benefit you. It's when you start scrolling on social media all day. And looking for reasons to get mad and looking for, you know, other people's opinions all the time. Like, I think that's when it gets really toxic. Um, it's, it's again, it, it's in, everything in moderation. Everything in moderation, you know. It's, again, it's like, is alcohol bad? Yes, of course. Is one drink bad? You know, you could do it. But now when you're slamming back 10 drinks like Brandon does when at his birthday party <laughs> last week, last Friday, that I found out about and nobody told me. Uh, nobody told me to go, but you know, <laughs> is that not true? Is that not a true story? This is completely random. I had no, I, I was not in control of this. I was not in control of saw, this. Saw the pictures. I don't know who, I don't know who's got, who's got, you know, kids, who's got plans. I just show it's up okay. places, man. Okay. Things happen. And you all think I'm the mean one guys. You think I'm the mean one, you know, <laughs> Brandon, um, what did I do for my birthday? Who was there? Martin and who else? I was there, yeah. Um, yeah was, why yeah, why we were you out. there? <laughs> why were you there? Well, yeah, you like made it a thing. Oh, because like, I invited I, you. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. makes sense. I didn't. I didn't. I had no control over this. I didn't even know this was happening. <laughs> so, uh, so Diego says, "Can he be nice? Let him have the room you can sleep in your in your garage." No, no, <laughs> no. I own the house. But anyway, um, speaking of toxicity, mm-hmm. um. Apparently, Mustafa Ali was hacking up uh, the WWE <laughs> show, so he was revealed on Raw. I, I kind of like when they tie up loose ends, but he was revealed mm-hmm. as the freaking uh, the SmackDown hacker. Uh, so I guess they had like a direction they were going there, but I guess they decided to put him in retribution is maybe why they scrapped it. But um, at least they have like they they tied some loose ends there. I'm happy about that. They tied it up. Yeah, uh, this is crazy for Ali, man. He's getting a big. Did you just call him he- Lee. 
It's crazy for Lee, man. No, no, no. Ali, this is crazy for Ali. He's just got a big spot on the show. He's like the leader now, pretty much almost, of Retribution, uh, uh, replacing T-Bag. So, I mean. He didn't replace T-Bag? <laughs> I think, I think he you did, make man. me I you can he... make me call him teabag like i'm literally like gonna slip up and just call him teabag um uh, t-bar right? you mean. He's, yeah he's like the leader i mean it adds adds an extra dynamic but I, I mean this is great for ali you know getting a huge push uh even uh cedric alexander you know he's getting a Dude, there, there's a lot of people getting pushes, which is which yeah, is really probably, good. Right. Uh, Apollo Cruz, actually, I think they pulled, Apollo Cruz went back to SmackDown. I don't think he was even on. That's not a good sign. <laughs> <That's> not even, <laughs> yeah, that is not Apollo a good Cruz. sign. That is not a good sign at all. But you know, a couple of weeks ago, a lot of uh, you talk about toxicity. It's like uh, wrestling Twitter was like, "Oh, Ali's copying the Dark Order with his hand sign," and like uh, Ali has been doing this number for a for while a now. He's been doing that since like at least 2018 WrestleMania. He had the little Iron Man type thing and he put it out. He's been doing that for a while, guys. So if anything, if we're talking copied, if anything, the Dark Order would copy him. But nobody copied anything. Like, I'm just, uh-huh. I'm just being fair. Like, nobody <laughs> actually intentionally copied. Again, Ali does this. Let's, 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 let's talk hand sides. He does this. The Dark Order does this. See that? Close fingers. <laughs> One is out, and then one is closed fingers. So gimmick infringement, man. I mean, it's just it's just similar gimmicks, cults, that sort of thing. You know, staples. So I mean, I get I get where people are coming from, but this whole AEW copying WWE or WWE copying AEW, it's like it's wrestling. Right. How much? How it's many, right. There's it's only like so many storylines, right? yeah, like, things to go around. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Brandon's wearing a Tampa Yankees hat, so you know he's <laughs> copying. I don't know. <laughs> Copying uh, all the other dudes walking on Bay Street that are wearing, you know, baseball hats. And get my Rays hat coming soon. But yeah, yeah, I see where your allegiances about, are. Yeah. <laughs> but how about uh, your boy Keith Lee getting buried, bro? I mean, he came in here, defended this nonsense. What do you mean? Right? He was buried. This, it's same thing, though, man. Braun Strowman beats Keith Lee. It's like they're they're having a feud. They're having a feud, like they're going back and forth with this. I, and Keith Lee's coming up to Braun Strowman's level. I don't see how you view this as burying. <laughs> you always say it's burying, and it's not. What was worse, Keith Lee getting buried or Sunny Kiss getting buried? Oh, Vega. Don't don't get me started on that topic. <laughs> that, that that's gonna be the one. Uh, so here, here's a question. Do you think we will ever see the Von Eric Iron Claw? What do you mean? What do you, in what capacity? Do you, do you mean one of the Von Eric boys coming to WWE? Um, but yeah, let me know. So, um, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You know, I'm going to wrap it up kind of at the end. But yeah, Sunny Kiss. A lot of people on Twitter. Let's talk again. A lot of people said, well... AEW is just burying the... Well, first of all, they're burying the guy, according to wrestling Twitter. And yeah. then two, they say they buried a black gay man. So they are, you know, making it look bad. You know, homosexual, black, everything, everything. They're like, okay, they're burying him. I'm gonna say this first and foremost. Right. Speaking on the homosexuality subject. I want you to Google search the Golden Lovers. Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, where they did some suggestive type 
uh, stuff with their gimmick. Okay? Mm. Kenny Omega is not going to bury someone because they're homosexual. There have been rumors about Kenny Omega's sexuality for years, and it's irrelevant, but the point is, the guy is very, very, um, what's the word, tolerant of everyone. Not tolerant, it's not the right word, because tolerant would mean you're just (laughs) accepting of everyone. So Kenny Omega would be the last person that would bury someone because of sexuality. Two, (laughs) you talk about, oh, well, he got buried because of his race. Okay. Here's a tidbit that you might not know because you're talking out your ass before you think with your brain. Joey Janela was supposed to be in that match, <laughs> not Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss was put in as a last-minute replacement when Joey Janela, I guess, came in contact with someone who was in contact with someone else that had COVID and mm-hmm. took himself out of the match as a precautionary measure. The only reason Sonny Kiss was put in was because, ding, 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 that's Joey Janela's partner. Mm-hmm. In a kayfabe sense, it would just make sense that Sonny Kiss... Had his partner go in there. I mean, sorry, Joey Janela had his partner, Sonny Kiss, go in there. Right. It's the only reason he took that ass whooping. Not only that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if people that would be, care as much. Yeah, if Janela got. But squashed. that would have that would have happened to Joey Janela anyway. <laughs> and dare I say, hindsight being twenty twenty, it was actually better that Joey Janela was the one that got this. So the reason I say that, or sorry, I'm confused. (laughs) It's better, actually, that Sonny Kiss got it because people are talking about Sonny Kiss. Joey Janela getting buried would have just been like, eh, whatever. But Sonny Kiss actually got some exposure here uh, via a loss. So I'm just saying, you know, this might have been the best thing to happen to him because we might get a legitimate Sonny Kiss push, push off of this, you know. But anyway. But wrestling Twitter, being the way they are, they had to make this something they're not. They had to get <laughs> offended for no reason, which I don't understand. For AEW, man, they can't win. They had a chance getting it. Now they're getting it for Sunny Kiss. But it's, it's like, how do we crazy. get to a point where, like, again, I, I want y'all to see the good in people and not just instantly jump to this place of hate. And it's like, whether it's wrestling or whether it's just in real life, because that's the same mentality, ironically enough. That's creating a lot of social divide here because a lot of people who are saying, you know, black lives matter and things like that. And I'm, I'm one of them. So again, I'm, but I'm being very fair with what I'm about to say. That mentality of being like, Oh, expecting the worst out of a person is what created, you know, a rich white man thinking that a black man in his neighborhood, something's wrong. That's literally the same mentality. So it's like hate breeds hate. So I want everybody to kind of come from a place of love and just expect the best out of each other. And you'll see how quickly that these problems dissipate, you know, and that's all I'm saying. You know, I know I, I'm sorry to get on like a social high horse here, but it's, it's, it's true, you know, and I have to educate someone like Brandon who just, you know, Brandon, Brandon's just not inside of his bubble. You know, his mom's got him in his bedroom. Yeah. And Brandon doesn't have any friends. He doesn't know. <laughs> like, I, I like everybody. I like, I like, like I like to kiss. Like Danella. In all fairness, I, I was actually surprised. Um, Brandon's actually uh, w- when we saw Sunny Kiss at uh, Fight for the Fallen. Brandon was actually like really, really into the you know. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Because Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say, you know, Brandon plays that conservative <laughs> card real well. So I didn't know. I didn't know that he would be so uh, <laughs> wow. understanding, Can if you thinks, will. I was self-hating something or other. I don't know. 
<laughs> rise above hate. You see, from. you see, John Cena yeah. had it right the whole time. The, the, <laughs> how, how do you pronounce that? The Canation, the Canation, <laughs> instead of C Nation. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like again, you know, love each other. Sorry, I'm in. I'm in a very loving mood. He's a loving week, guy, Brandon. man. Drinking Speaking my coffee. Of- Wait, wait, wait. Drinking my coffee Drinking and coffee. loving everybody. Loving himself. Were you loving uh, Otis as Grand Gordo? Ah, <laughs> oh, save that for save that for later, oh, bro. This part of the but part here's of something. Oh, here's okay, something see, people. Here's some people don't love. Uh, uh-huh. The Undertaker's 30th year is being celebrated mm-hmm. at Survivor Series, and a lot, uh, of course, reports came out that you know Undertaker is obviously going to make an appearance, um, but you know won't be wrestling that sort of thing. And of course, like wrestling Twitter goes like crazy. And again, it's just all all wrestling Twitter hate this week. But literally, they're saying stuff like, you know, like he's too old to wrestle stuff. There, he's not wrestling. He's not wrestling. And people are having a problem with him appearing. It's like, okay, he retired. He's supposed to be dead. No pun intended. You know, no pun intended. It's the dead man. But like, is he just not supposed to appear anymore? Like, what do you want? So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because some people are happy that he's not or unhappy that the Undertaker's not wrestling at his 30th anniversary. And then there's other people that are like his old ass shouldn't be appearing. And it's like, don't disres- either way, don't disrespect this guy. Like, this is the guy. This is the conscience of the WWE. You know, All right. this is the guy, the heart, the soul. This is a guy who, when, you know, he had his ribs broken, you know, he used to put a flak jacket on and go and perform for freaking 20 people in a cold arena in, in Paducah, you know, Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, in other words, the guy's work ethic, like, he deserves whatever the fuck he wants. Whether it's to right, wrestle, right. whether it's to wrestle, whether it's to not wrestle, uh, whether it's to never appear for WWE or appear all, all the time. He deserves right. that respect because he's just that tier of athlete. Um, right. And- and it's the thirty year, like you know, it's like exactly. A it's, it is it's not three like decades. It's just a random, exactly. Yeah. It's not like it's just like a raw reunion, and they're like the Undertaker just coming yeah, out waving at everybody. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like no, it's it's literally the thirtieth year of the Undertaker, and they're gonna celebrate him. Like I'm sure people will tell stories, things like that. It's like it, it's good. It's good for the business. You know what I mean? But and this is gonna be like at. At, at the actual pay-per-view right so at it's survivor not like, series because right. he did he did debut at survivor series so um would be appropriate obviously to have it right. at that same event so um yeah, yeah. Okay, it's bad. like they're taking up a, a show or something you know and it's a freaking right. all the pay-per-views have been like two hours anyway so if this one's mm-hmm. like three and a half hours with some undertaker involvement it's not like they're taking time away from something else so taker he's happy to see taker <laughs> Some people but, on Twitter. But speaking of, about it. but speaking of not being happy, I'm I'm not too happy with one huge thing. Um, you know, I don't I don't like to be critical of wrestling company, but <laughs> I was very critical of something that happened on on AEW Dynamite. Now AEW Dynamite, I will say, was a very good show. I liked it. Uh, very critical of the referee. I won't name names, but the referee that was in the the main event. Alex Reynolds takes a move from private party and very obviously gets knocked out. Okay. (laughs) The referee is so focused on the action. Alex Reynolds pretty much lays there for a good two minutes. And other guys, I'm talking about butchering the blade and stuff like blade is like dragging him over to the, the turnbuckle, having him, you know, tag in. And then go in there, jumping over him, and there, and his body's just rocking, as in like you know he's out, like because he's like right. he's like flopping like a fish, and 
not only that, but he gets up and goes to the next spot at a certain point. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Rick Knox yeah. is, is who it is. I'm just not. I, I didn't want to say the referee's name, <laughs> but since the chat has already said it, um, <laughs> and like yeah. So so Knox is just sitting there like oblivious to all of this, and then finally, I guess the trainer comes out, and so when Alex Reynolds takes the next bump, Knox just kind of rolls him out, and it's just like you know if there's one thing I give WWE credit for, it's like when one of their performers is hurt. It's like it's relayed to the back. It's instantaneously taken care of. Like things are are happening, because mm-hmm. to have a man unconscious there and moves going on around him and things like that, you could get hurt, man. Like he was not just <laughs> loopy. He was out. He was out yeah. cold. It sucked too because uh, I think uh, uh, Butcher and Blade. Uh, he was trying to pull him to the corner to like right. tag him in. He right. Like, he had to physically <laughs> drag his ass. To get the tag in, and it was just like, man, like, come on, like, obviously he's hurt, and I'm not being critical of the fact that no doctor got out there. I'm mm-hmm. literally like, even the, some of the guys, maybe you know, it's easier said than done, but some of the workers, like, no one could have rolled his ass out out of the ring, like right away when they like butcher in the blade when they did that tag. The other guy should have like maybe grabbed Reynolds and pulled him into the corner and just like shake his head, like, you okay? Like they were, I feel I don't know if it was an experience or what, but there was just like a lot of like we need to continue the match, as opposed to this guy laying out right there. Well, I I will say, I guess in the in the defense, uh, I I guess Reynolds put out a little statement. It's just like, oh, uh, I didn't know this. So go ahead. Oh yeah, it's just like, uh, hey guys, just wanted to thank you uh, for all the concerns for my health. It means the world to me. I truly believe the ref and our doctors handled the situation great on Wednesday's show. Injuries happen in wrestling, but I feel completely safe with our team here. That's just damaged. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. That's because Alex Reynolds is is a a really good person, and he's also doing damage control. You know what I mean? It's. (laughs) I'll say it like this: I'd have probably put out the same statement too. You know, I mean, you keep a certain level of professionalism you don't want to bury, but I'm coming from a fan perspective and a a performer perspective of just like, just keep these guys safe. You know, there could have been um, anybody, anybody. I don't know. There's so many people at ringside and stuff like to me, like somebody could have just gone and grabbed this guy. You know, even (laughs) one of the young bucks could literally just go around the ring off camera and just kind of like nudge somebody and pull him off and just let him lay on the floor for a little bit. Right. while the trainers come out to take care of him off camera. But the point is, he was just hot and heavy in the action. It kind of reminded me of, uh, you remember when Wade Barrett broke his fucking arm? You remember when Wade Barrett like tore the muscle, and then I think it was like Santino Morello went out the ring and landed right on the arm? <laughs> and I was sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, dude, that, that broke my heart, by the way. Remember that was like right before WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. And Wade Barrett yeah, was very I obviously going, fuck, yeah. damn it! Because yeah. like, it's like literally, you know, he... He's out of WrestleMania. That was his first stop process. Yeah. Oh, man. Because um, he knew. I mean, you know, he'd freaking tear yeah. your arm. Uh, I, yeah, I look, look, Apron yeah. Bump says Tony Khan typed up the message talking about Alex Reynolds. <laughs> 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 <Put it out. laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I, I wonder if, like, maybe the ma- like maybe people just thought he was really selling it. <laughs> on the spot. Like, it's it's true. Know, you know, like, it's something I didn't think about. But, no, at the, you know what? Actually, no. Because if Butcher and the Blade dragged his ass the way they did, they knew he was out. So to me, I give some criticism to Butcher and the Blade because it's like they they had the wherewithal to drag him away. But why the hell didn't they keep dragging him? They like dragged him for the tag. And I guess to me, like they were worried more about the illusion than they were worried about like this performer that was out. 
Like, yeah. look, if Brandon passed out on air, <laughs> right? Right, Brandon, go ahead. Like, Brandon. Uh-uh. All right, so Brandon's out, right? So, and I'm just sitting here like, all right, well, okay, look over at Brandon. Brandon's hurt. I just keep going on with the show. All right, well, guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. You see, that's irresponsible. <laughs> it's irresponsible. Brandon, are you, uh, 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 you all right there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, to just continue the show while Brandon's passed out, it's irresponsible, you know? You know his illicit drug use. It might happen at any second. <laughs> Only the good stuff, man. Speaking of which, <laughs> the good stuff. Um, first of all, let's talk about um, the way Sasha and Bailey have been the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I've really, really liked Sa- the Sasha and Bailey dynamic because they didn't go the average route with their contract signing. Bailey mm-hmm. didn't sign the contract, which has like never happened before. So she walked out last week. This week. Such a good segment with Sasha pretty much guillotining her and then like, you know, choking her on the chair and basically like, I'll let you out when you sign. Uh, It was a really baby face move. I thought it made Sasha look really strong as a baby face to Mm -hmm. finally give like Bailey that chicken shit heal her comeuppance. And uh, yeah, I thought it came across really good. It made me actually more um, intrigued to to watch the match personally. Is, Is it a valid signature, though, if it's done like under duress like that? I mean, I don't know. Brandon, I've made you sign consent forms like <laughs> in situations of distress. Choke me out. I got a gun to my head. Oh, man. I shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> People know. People in the chat know what happens. Okay, so Apron Bump says, uh, I'm, you know, Apron Bump, by the way, my side, my, my, my side co-host bay. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't notice it as it happened, and there weren't other guys, and there were other guys, and they're moving at a fast pace, so it's not completely crazy that no one noticed. That's kind of what I'm getting at, is like, I don't know, uh, and again, I, I hope this doesn't sound like, oh, like, I would do something, because like, I honestly don't know if it was me in the situation, hey, maybe it happened exactly the same way, but, you know, from an outside perspective, the way I view it is like, I think everybody was so focused on hitting their sequences that they weren't worried about calling an audible for this performer when he went out. And I think the tro- the mark of a true professional is someone like a Chris Jericho or, you know, actually Jericho might've learned that from Mr. Perfect. I'll give you an example. Mr. Perfect um, was about to get a lie insult <clears throat> and Chris Jericho goes, and this isn't WCW, uh, Chris Jericho goes to the middle rope and he goes for the lion salt in two split seconds. Mr. Perfect sees that Chris Jericho is about to land on his fucking head. He did not clear a rotation. He's almost going like this. And he's just kind of like, you know, like almost like a, I hate to say it, but like crucifixion style. Like he's about to like, his head is hanging and he's kind of flat. So he's going and Mr. Perfect's like, oh shit, you know, and puts his knees up. And the way he puts his knees up, Jericho takes the impact on his knees and slides off. (laughs) And so the announcer, two things that happened there, the announcers were able to say, Mr. Perfect countered this. Because he put his knees up on a lion salt. And two, he saved the shit out of Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho could have ended his career right there. We'd never have all these great moments that we've been having with Chris Jericho. So if not for a performer like Mr. Perfect, I think to me that's the mark of a true legend. You know, and things like, you know, Jericho, uh, I, I can't remember the clip, but there was a clip of somebody, he, I think it was Evan Bourne was about to get messed up. Um, and Jericho, same thing, kind of like put his put himself in there so that Evan Bourne didn't, didn't land uh, improperly. To me, it's it's about that split second timing that makes a true professional. It makes somebody a safe worker. You know, I mean, shit happens. Don't get me wrong, shit happens. You know, you know, like Nia Jax, shit happens. <laughs> but but 
that split second timing can save people's lives. Just, just saying. Question in the chat. Do you think Otis is the worst money in the bank holder? I will answer that. I promise. I will answer that. And yeah, so to finish up, everybody's saying the same thing. You know, ref, ref should have noticed. He, dude, he shouldn't have been laying there for two minutes. And that's my thing. It's like, it wasn't necessarily that he didn't notice. It was the amount of time that it took for anybody to, to take action. I like what April Bump says. Damn, this dude is selling really well. It's probably what he was thinking. I know. Hey, it's look, true, he's foaming bro. at the mouth. He you know? was selling it. No, no, because selling the spot. The fact that he didn't roll out of the ring, you know, it's just. <laughs> and then to me, it's like I, I don't know if he was selling, but where's where's freaking um, John Silver? Like where was his partner? You know, but I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, but uh, Brandon, yes sir. Um, so Chad Gable. Uh, well, first oh, of all, man. yeah. So long, that man. It was, it's fun. It's funny it. because all of us have called him Chad Gable anyway. But uh, Shorty G, as he was known, um, somebody had posted a status. It was so funny on Twitter that was like, you know, Chad Gable something. And I posted a picture of Vince and I was like, damn it, his name is Shorty G, not Chad Gable. You know, and I did something tongue in cheek (laughs) like that. Five minutes later, Shorty G quit. And I was like, "Uh oh, and then they come back from commercial break. And he goes, you know, there was a guy that was an Olympian and stuff. So Shorty G quit. But Chad Gable's back. And I was like, oh, thank God. I don't ever understand why Shorty G became his, his name. This is mm. one of, you know, Vince's failed abortions. It was like, there's no way that this guy was going to get over under the name Shorty G. Now, if you had said Chad Gable, a.k.a. Shorty G, like that would have been a nickname. We might have been able to run with it. But Shorty mm. G to me was an insult from Baron Corbin. So for him to stick to that name and try to make it this positive thing was very diatribe. It was just, it's just... I don't think anybody was gonna, ever going to get behind it. Kids included. Like, who's going to really? sit there? Yeah. It was like, mm. I just don't think like like it was ever meant to get over. And then he started wearing them basketball shorts and things like that. And it was like, <laughs> you're literally taking this guy away from what made him good. It's not that Chad Gable was ever bad. It was that, that he just need to, needed to be given a chance. He might mm. be the best pound-for-pound pound athlete in WWE. This guy is a real-life Olympian. He could be a mini Kurt Angle if they wanted him to be. Right. And he was showing signs of it. You know, he was showing signs of it. You know, give him back the Olympic uniform, the, the wrestling singlet, I should say. Let him do what he can do. He will get over. Because in NXT, when he was doing that ready, willing, Gable. Like, it, it got over. And it was stupid for NXT. In a main roster sense, people eat that shit up. Uh, do you think maybe they were doing the Shorty G thing to sort of kind of like showcase his comedic sort of uh, sort of side? Maybe I think I think they wanted to saddle him with a gimmick and try to get him over like that. But it's like it was a gimmick that was never meant to get over in 2020. Mm. And um, he's also a guy that doesn't need to be like that because he's got charisma. Like when he was doing the whole like stuff with American Alpha in, in a perfect world, actually, I'm saying. I hope Jason Jordan is freaking like not hurt anymore and mm. has been cleared and maybe they're putting American Alpha back together. It's my perfect dream scenario. I don't think it's happening, but I would absolutely go crazy for that because the whole um hold my context going crazy here. My yeah. my the ready, willing and gable stuff was amazing. Um when um Jason Jordan would be like ready, willing and and gable, you know? Got, it got them over. Um, that's why American Alpha ended up on the main roster. 
Just yeah, I, I, I hope I hope the Jordan guys. I, I feel like I see him around, yeah. like w- walking around and stuff. No, he's it's uh, like super weird. It's like what the? No, he's not just walking around. He's uh one of the agents that they have, you know. So he's okay. a producer, yeah. I should say. Um, but speaking of producing, uh, Brandon here, Brandon wants to produce some babies here with this song. So let let's play the Brandon's little manscape song. <laughs> uh oh. Getting ready for a date, now I'm in the zone. But I had to clean up quick before I hit the road. Normal clippers mess me up, nicks and cuts were just too much. Now I'm bleeding everywhere, they're itching on me too. Every sleepless night, got too much hair down there. I need to mow it down. Gotta stay clean to bear. But there's a better way. And now I can shave these things. This much I know is true. Use manscaped to shave your pubes. And you'll be silky smooth. Brandon, I've heard it about 50 times, but it's still probably the most beautiful song I've ever heard you do. That also uh, gave me time uh, off camera to go because my eye was like going like insane. There's actually a part in episode 100 I looked at where my, like, my contact went crazy, and I literally am looking at the camera, and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> that's so, so funny. Um, but anyway, getting back to it, yeah, I saw people posting on, on Twitter um, literally saying like, they're like um what push chad gable he deserves better and i was like again like it's so funny that people are saying that i'm like literally wasn't that the point of the segment was that he felt shorty g was being buried and so now he's like i'm not gonna be this shit i'm chad gable give it a fucking chance before you comment i guess is my point because the response i got to it was like which I didn't know this guy posted a status. I, I was just referring to people in general, but I guess he felt like I was attacking his status when I said that. He goes, the reason I said it was because uh, we know that Vince is going to do this, and we know, and I'm like, cool. As soon as you say you know something, I'm not talking to you. If you know <laughs> something, and you know it's going to happen like this, it's literally the definition of ignorance. You, you've now chosen to not add any new information into that. Vince is going to bury him. Cool. So it will be so in your mind. Chad Gable could walk in and win the Intercontinental Championship next week. And you've convinced yourself that he's going to be buried. So now you're going to say either. Oh, shit. And not say anything positive because your pride means more than being wrong. Or two, you're still going to find a way to say, well, they're burying the Intercontinental Championship. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. if you've set your mindset, whether it's positive or negative... I can't change that. I'm at this point in my life, right? I was telling this to somebody. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm 31. I ain't 21 anymore. <laughs> and I said, I said to someone, I said, look, I'm at that point where if you say two plus two is five, cool, you're correct. Because I ain't gonna argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. Brandon tells me two plus two is five all the time. Just for the record. you know, yeah. Isn't Just that for the like record. a new thing now? It's like but also. <laughs> But also, Fernando says patience always counts, and that's kind of what I'm trying to say. You know, now you have a person saying, well, Chad Gable's buried, so guess what? 
every time a Chad Gable segment comes on, this person's either not going to watch or they're going to assume the worst. So they're not going to have fun. Now they're going to say, well, WWE sucks. If mm. WWE sucks, it, if you think WWE sucks, it does. It's as simple as that. Now, if you're in a state of like, well, I don't like this. I want it to be better. Cool. I'll listen to you all day. It's not the criticism that's wrong. It's the definitiveness in your voice when you say things that's wrong. If I say, well, AEW is full of indie guys and they suck. I've, <laughs> I've literally not given the company a chance. I've focused on the negatives, not the positives. If I'm focused on Brandon's general warts as opposed to his smile, <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> and look, they got a lot of different creams and stuff for that. I'm not even worried about it anymore. Jesus. I'm going to be all right. Why did I even bring this up? But, you know, I'm just saying, it's the theme of the episode. Why can't we laugh, guys? Just why can't we laugh? All right, we'll get into it, though. Uh, a couple more topics. First of all, I did want to play this. This is from Brocast. They sent this for episode 100. I didn't get it in in time, so I apologize. Audio only, but here we go. Oh. Hey guys, Tom and Alan from the Brocast Podcast. We want to give a big shout out to Brandon and Kenny for reaching 100 episodes. Guys, tremendous work. Check you guys out every week. Great content. Congratulations. So thank you to the guys over at Brocast. Appreciate you. Brocast. Biggest broskies Broke. of the West. It's funny. It's funny because it's it's a similar it's similar to what I call Brandon. They are the broke cast, <laughs> and I call you a broke ass. But <laughs> damn! Wow, do you see this? Do you see this, people? Oh man! But uh, you know, I'm gonna call attention to this. I'm not gonna name names. This, this may or may not be somebody who's friendly with the podcast. But we have differing opinions, so I'm just gonna give mine. So mm-hmm. I know you're gonna listen to this. So don't take offense to this. Okay. Um. But, you know, I uh, had somebody that was calling out the draft line saying that I can't get into this because the draft is supposed to be the draft. When somebody gets drafted to a football team, they no longer play with that team and stuff. And I get it. But you know Hmm. me, I'm always an explain things in kayfabe kind of person. And also, I'm also a look at it from a business perspective. Uh, What I wanted to say there, I know we had a lot of crossover storylines with Otis and, and The Miz and Morrison on SmackDown and things like that. I want you to look at it like this. Um, first of all, in regards to Otis and the Miz and stuff, their storyline was going on and their court dates and all that predate, um, (laughs) the draft. Okay. So for, in terms of law and Otis, that actually was set in stone. If you were talking kayfabe, right? That was set in stone before the draft came into play. So a court date doesn't matter what show they're on. Two, for all intents and purposes, Miz and Morrison were not on SmackDown. They were in a court of law where cameras happened to be. So they did not appear on SmackDown, the show. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's where I forgive them in that sense. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's, it's a court. Not, not necessarily. It's a big vignette, I guess, in that sense. It's not necessarily SmackDown. Um, now, the other thing I'll say there is, okay, so let's get into it. So Otis appearing as El Gran Gordo <laughs> on Raw with Tucker. Again, a lot of people I heard say, well, this is stupid. There's a draft going on, you know? My thing on that was, that's literally the point. The whole point of this little storyline was that Otis lost his girlfriend and lost his, you know, best friend. And they were finding a tongue-in-cheek way to try to get Otis on Monday Night Raw. Obviously, everyone knew it was Otis. The Miz and Morrison knew it was Otis. Nobody was fooled. 
That was the point. It was just like, why is this shit happening? Why are you letting this idiot in? He's not supposed to be here. You know, he's finding a way to sneak in to hang out with his friends, even though he's not on Raw. And it was like, to me, it was like, that, that's still, that almost solidifies the draft. Because if he had just walked in, like, as Otis, then, it, then it's a bastardization of the draft. Because then it's like, well, WWE doesn't give a shit. WWE did give a shit, so Otis had to dress up to sneak onto Monday Night Raw, even though we knew damn well it was Otis. So that's my thing. It's like, to me, that was actually ingenious how they did that. But now let's talk about the segment. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, I realize, with professional wrestling can't have fun with things. They viewed this as the worst segment in WWE history. This is horrible. This is this. And I'm like, it was a little tongue-in-cheek segment where all that happened was that it was very obvious he was Otis. Miz and Morrison weren't having it. And they continued into a match. Well, I guess we'll see if they end up doing it again the following week. But for the sake of the story, it was at least... It was at least funny. Right. And it was like, it was just a little tongue in cheek segment. It didn't hurt. Um, and then, you know, we fast forward. I literally was just like wrestling fans. I was like, if it, I literally said on Monday, I said, if AEW had done that, y'all would be calling it the greatest segment of all time. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of wrestling fans who are just showing a lot of WWE bias. You know me, I like both mm-hmm. shows. So right. let's get into that. Fast forward to Wednesday. And we have a, a <laughs> segment that's way cheesier. For all intents and purposes, way cheesier than the El Gran Gordo <laughs> stuff. And it was the MJF and Jericho segment, uh, the steak dinner, where they were trying to outdo each other, and it ends with a freaking Broadway musical. <laughs> now, let me preface this. I thought this was the best segment out of all of the comedy segments all week, so I don't want anyone to think I'm knocking this. That was, that was amazing. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I literally was like, wow, MJF and Jericho are so good that they can make this stupid, stupid segment something hilarious. Just the way they ordered steaks and then they sang. Uh, right. Come on now. Like, I was, I was all about it. This is right up my alley. But again, of course, you see some WWE fans are like, you see the stupid pissant company? <laughs> and it's just like, guys, okay, I get you're biased again. It's like, yeah, WWE does everything right. AEW does everything right. wrong. AEW does everything right. WWE does everything wrong. And then you got us fans in the middle that are like, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, just can, can we just shut up so I can watch the show, please? <laughs> you know? Well, um, yeah, I, I really like the segment too, but. Uh, yeah, like I enjoyed the segment. That was probably my favorite thing on the show that night. But uh, I was kind of wondering, like, I, I almost wondered, all right, how is Twitter reacting to this? You know, had yeah. Raw, you know, sort of done something like this on the show with people if Correct. sort of shit on it? Correct, or, exactly. <laughs> if this was a WWE set, you take MJF and you take Chris Jericho and you put them into WWE and you do the same exact segment. And I feel people would have been like, they're wasting MJF. MJF is a future future WWE champion and they're not doing anything with him. Chris Jericho's past his prime and he's resorting to, to promos like this. You know, like that's really the, the temperament people would have had if this was in WWE, and that's the truth. Um now fast forward to AEW it on AEW, people are touting this, you know, AEW fans the greatest segment mm-hmm. ever. And I loved it. I loved it too personally, but I, again I just sat there and I went, Yeah, yeah, wow, how <laughs> biased are you people? Um the other thing I want to show you proof. Uh, this segment, supposedly, uh, did not w- was the lowest rating, I should say. Wow. Uh, for AEW Dynamite, if we're splitting it up into segments. Right, right. So I always tell people, the IWC, us, us in the IWC, we are a very vocal minority. We are not 
the majority of wrestling fans. We are not. We make up maybe ten percent of the wrestling fans. A lot of people don't mm. realize that. So when I tell people like, "Oh, Matt Riddle had a segment where they're saying, bro, bro," I'm like, "And it's not for us." That's what I mean. Is that they're going for the TV audience, the crowd that's not necessarily on the social media talking about professional wrestling. The crowd that's on social media and wrestling, we're going to be toxic no matter what. I'm p- saying it as a general statement. We're going to be toxic no matter what. So not, they're not going to cater to us. And and look at this. We literally are like touting this as the greatest segment of all time. If you look at social media, you would think this was the highest rated segment. And right. then it's like the lowest. Go figure. I'm, right. And I'm wondering, like, this segment, I'm assuming, was made for sort of a casual audience, right? Or for people that normally wouldn't uh, watch wrestling. Like, yeah, it wasn't made I would say for- so. Yeah, I think so you're right. The hardcore wrestling people watching it, and so it's unfortunate that it didn't, you know, maybe get the views that it should have. But at least, you know, at least you know the AEW fans seem to, to enjoy it. So actually, let me call him out here, Kyle. Yeah. I, you know, I love you to death, so don't think that I'm making fun of you. I'm just this is a general <laughs> statement. So first of all, I want to read his comments. It says the MJF yeah. the MJF Jericho segment wasn't offensively bad. It just didn't make me feel anything. It was kind of just there. Anyone saying it was the best segment ever or worst segment ever is biased. Here's the thing. I'm saying it's like one of the best segments ever and I don't think I'm AEW biased whatsoever. If anything, people call me a WWE apologist and I think it was an amazing segment. But let's talk. Chris Jericho went online and basically said the ratings were through the roof. This was this and he provided all these numbers and uh, Diego saying like Apron Bump said on Twitter, Jericho sucks at analyzing wrestling viewership numbers. (laughs) So I want to talk about this because Kyle and a lot of people, I feel my opinion again, are getting worked because Chris Jericho is a delusional heel. Delusions of grandeur. And what I've noticed from Chris Jericho is, again, he is the master at what I call, again, just to tell you what I I mean by this, kayfabe 2.0. Kayfabe 2.0 is when uh, a wrestler causes real life offense (laughs) and ties that into the character so that you never really know if they're playing along. Um, Chris Jericho going on and saying this was the greatest segment ever. I think he knew it literally was. Uh, I think he literally knew it was the one or lowest rated segments. (laughs) So he went on, I see the demo God strikes again. I'm I'm moving the needle in the right direction. So I'm pretty (laughs) sure that was the whole point of why he tweeted it like that. Could be wrong. I could be wrong like Kyle is. But I, <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But uh, I think Chris Jericho really is um, just trolling people. And I think we're falling for it, uh, which I love his social media game. This is my, this is my opinion. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I don't think you should, we should take anything Chris Jericho says. I think we should take it with a grain of salt. And yeah. Do you think the the segment hurts their characters as heels, sort of, or do you think it still works and still no, plays into it, or it's just a little fun, whatever? They're both segment. delusional. It'd be they're mm. not like monster mm. badass heels like a Wardlow or something, you know? Mm. Like they're delusional. They uh, they think their shit doesn't stink, so it does make sense. It gets them over. Like I'm always okay with segments like this, you know? What I mean, not not, and that's kind of the point of what I'm trying to say, which I'll get into uh, at the end of the episode. But wrestling doesn't always have to be so serious, guys. That's just my thing. Um, mm. But I got another shout out that I forgot to play last week, and uh, I wanted to play it right now. So here you go. Yo, Timmy, you did it. 100 episodes. I don't know how you managed it with that idiot co-host, but look, get rid of that guy. You'll get a hundred more easy. Okay, you got this. Brandon, are you stupid or like, <laughs> why would you send something in saying? Okay, anyway, what? Even even Brandon knows he's the weak link of the show. 
Oh, man. <laughs> I got one last shout out that is going to, I don't even want to play it, but it's completely praising Brandon and burying me. So we'll play it at the end here so that, you know, just tune out when that happens. You know? I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. But guys, uh, before, before we start wrapping this thing up, I want to remind everybody to hit that thumbs up button, uh, subscribe, and set notifications <laughs> there so that we can uh, we can do this thing, brother, brother. Yeah. Um, Apron Bump says he's shown that he's just delusional in general. I think he was trolling to an extent, but like, what does it benefit? Does his trolling on Twitter help people bring people to AEW? I don't see it. Yes, it does because if you are you, you Kyle, are talking about Chris Jericho, uh, for better or for worse, uh, good attention um, or what was what's the saying, Brandon? Um, any publicity, uh, bad, even bad publicity is good publicity. Uh, okay. Um, you're talking about Chris Jericho. When you talk about Chris Jericho and you kind of research him a little bit, even if you're a casual, you're like, oh, he wrestles still? Okay, cool. Who's he wrestle for? Oh, okay. All elite wrestling. I've never heard of them. Let me tune in. It can happen. I'm not saying that's, that's what's happening to everybody. But yes, Chris Jericho keeping his Twitter game up, whether it's good or bad. Uh, puts eyes on AEW, so absolutely I, I say that's a good thing. And AEW's been winning, quote-unquote, the wrestling wars every week. So obviously they're doing something right, and Chris Jericho, to me, is a big part of that. Um, I think Chris Jericho understands it a lot better than any of us do, um, how to get people in. You know what I mean? And look, you're saying, eh, and all that. I'm not talking to you all. You all are going to tune into AEW anyway. So do you see the problem there? It's I'm not talking to you, I'm talking about to more casual people. That's that's just my opinion. Good business, brother, brother. Brandon, did you just like fall asleep there? What the hell just happened? Brandon like zoned out. <laughs> I was so I was reading and uh, my mind like fried. Yeah, Brandon fried can't read and, and breathe at the yeah, same time. What are you reading, I can't Brandon? Chew and chew gum and walk at the same time. But yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, actually, I wanted you to get into what you were sort of bringing together about having fun, sort of in wrestling. Uh, especially with other night of these segments Actually, that we've I got had. one more thing to say. Oh, I'm going to call attention to it. Uh, I didn't want to, but I, I think I need to say something, which is uh, there's a certain person. Uh, you may have seen his video, uh, 10 Reasons Why Women of This Generation, or whatever the hell is, suck, or whatever the hell it is. And I did a little response video, uh, clipped it from one of our episodes, uh, about four or five minutes. Uh, well, he decided after two months to respond to it. it took him two months oh, to turn that little snap. old brain of his on and finally clap respond. Yeah, a clapback's probably supposed to happen while I still am in the vicinity. Uh, not after two months of you trying to think of a response. Now, he calls it 15 minutes of fame. Uh, so he did a 15 minutes of fame video on a five minute video and alluded uh, or allocated, I should say, 25 minutes to this video. Talking about a four or five minute video. I swear to God. You know why I say I swear to God? Because half of the video is him saying, I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. So my thing is, I feel sorry for the dude. At the end of the day, I'm going to say it like this. I feel sorry for the dude because it's very obvious that he's insecure. And I'm not here to try to bury him necessarily. Um, I just want to say, you know, I apologize if you felt bad about yourself after that. Uh, you know, I'm just doing it for entertainment, so I feel bad. Uh, but I also want to say that what the message that you're putting out there to people uh, on these platforms um, is very toxic. And it is literally you're not the people. The reason people are watching you are for all the wrong reasons. Views sometimes yeah. are not indicative of the fact that people like you. Views are there because they literally want to say see what 
bluntly shit you're going to get yourself into. And that is why people are watching you. Because if you look at all the comments, all of it are saying, but their podcast is better. But they're, he looks athletic talking about me. And that's not a comment. I'm just saying, like, they're, he's trying to say bad things about me. And they're, all the comments are people saying good things about me. And the only thing I really, really like, I, all of it's fine. But the only thing I really took offense to was there was a very, very racial sort of thing uh, regarding Brandon and I. And it's funny because a lot of people, if you look at it at face value, you don't see the racism. But it's right there. It's very obvious when he says, uh, I don't know about this guy, but he looks like a light skin Rohit Raju. And it was like, well, first of all, so you just saw a brown guy and you think I look like him? I don't look anything like Rohit Raju. And then talking, he looks at Brandon and talks about the gap in his teeth and says, well, he, you know how Booker T has. Booker T doesn't have a gap in his teeth. Booker T doesn't have a smile like Brandon. So, you, again, you saw a black man and you decided, oh, Booker T's a black wrestler. They look alike. So it's like, dude, just you need to work on yourself. Stop saying racist things. Stop saying swear to God every two seconds. And don't do a 25-minute video about a five-minute video where I called your ass out. Like, literally, he's like, oh, how can you get offended about women? I'm sorry. That's called empathy. Empathy is where I can understand that I have sisters, cousins that are female, a daughter, a mom, and I can, I can defend them. It's as simple as that. I don't look for, at the world from a narcissistic perspective. So the fact that you're like, I don't understand, that's the problem. That's the problem right there, and that's, that's all I will say to Wrestling Otaku on that. But I will say I appreciate you for one reason. We've gotten a lot of views and subscribers since you did that video, so I appreciate you. So the funny part is he compliments us without trying. And uh, he goes, this professional wrestling podcast... Because they, they have really good graphics and they all this. They don't even have people watching them. See you know how I took that? Oh, cool. So we look like a professional wrestling podcast after two years. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's how I took it. That the other thing uh, off of that is my dude has 12,000 or 1,200 videos in, in the last five years. And he's got these little amounts of views that and he's, he's got 2,000 subscribers. So they're all adding up. We literally have 200 views over the course of two years. And yet we are at what, one point, almost 1.3 thousand subscribers? Doesn't really take a genius. You start looking at the views, it doesn't take a genius to see the trajectory that we're on and the trajectory that he's on. And I'm not saying that um, against him, I'm just saying like it, it's funny that a lot of people don't see that. There's people, there's other podcasts that used to bluntly make fun of us. You know, it's a, and then all of a sudden we surpass them because slow and steady wins the race. I'm not sitting here trying to compare your total over your total subscribers to, to ours. I'm trying to compare where you were at year two versus where I'm at at year two. Simple as that. But crazy man, we're getting the beast with other podcasts, man. He's not, he's not even another podcast. He's just a guy that posts videos where he thinks people want to hear him talk, and people literally just want to hear him bury himself. You want to talk burial? That is that is an ultimate burial right there. But let's get to the end of this, Brandon. Um, I think a lot of wrestling fans, including mm-hmm. wrestling otaku, are very, uh, very. I didn't know wrestling had to be a very serious sport, and a lot of people sit there and they they bitch and they bitch about all these things that WWE does. And it's really is because they can't have fun with professional wrestling. They've outgrown professional wrestling in that sense. Or maybe, in fact, wrestling has outgrown them, dare I say. Mm. It's never, to me, a coincidence 
And people say wrestling was better when they were kids. Because to me, you had a better mindset when you were a kid. When people sit there and they go, you know, I don't get me wrong. I have fond memories of when I was a kid, but like life happens, you know, we get jobs, we get older, we get fat, we get, we lose our hair, you know, things, all these things happen that kind of give us a chip on our shoulder. And that's the perspective that you're now watching professional wrestling from. So sometimes, and this is not a WWE argument, this is just a general statement. It's like some people are like, well, that was a stupid segment. That was a stupid this. And you got to understand that like a lot of this stuff is not for you. Mm. You are not the majority. You know, these are for people who have fun with professional wrestling. It's no coincidence. Like I have a positive mindset and I found these segments funny. You know what I mean? You have a negative mindset and you found these segments horrible. So wrestling Twitter, I think we, you know, wrestling Twitter, wrestling community in general, I think we can do better. I think we can do better and just kind of take a step back and like realize like we need to work on ourselves as fans before we watch professional wrestling. And don't give me that shit where you tell me, well, I'm viewing it from a customer perspective and there, and it's like, okay, cool. So the customer's always right. You walk into the store like that, dude, Brandon, you've been with me. And again, mm-hmm. this is not a... I'm just trying to show you something. You've been to yeah. restaurants and stuff, guy, girl, or whatever. Like you see me get free food and good conversation mm. and things like that. Right. Why is that? Because I treat people nice. That's it, right? You know what I mean? Brandon's I mean, gonna be like, "Cause you flirt with everybody." I mean, yeah. I mean, most of it is just like flirting, but I mean, I think it's for a purpose, you know. But it's kind of it's kind of what I'm saying yeah. is like you bring good vibes and good things happen. It's just a yeah. higher higher mindset mentality. Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I am of a higher mindset. I, I try to, is my point. I try to look at the positives before I look at the negatives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it says, Fernando says this correctly. Wrestling evolves on like the, you know, the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Exactly. They are not just, you know, uh, stationary sports with rules. Wrestling is really outside the box. Um, and yeah, it's a TV show, not a sport. Exactly. That's why they call it sports entertainment. You know what I mean? There is some athleticism to him, but um, I don't want anyone for a second to think like wrestling is just this. I'll say it like this. If you just had a show where you just had eight matches with no backstage segments, no nothing, you would, you wouldn't tune, you would not tune into that show. So again, just try to take a step back, understand that, you know, there needs to be segments where they make people laugh. We wouldn't have had the Kurt Angle milk segment. One of the greatest segments of all time, if, if people couldn't laugh. Parody of the, stone, the serious Stone Cold segment, you know what I mean? There has to be, you know, yin with Some yang. Sort of balance, right? Yeah. Everything's a balance in professional wrestling. Just like with human beings in general. You know, if you have all your friends have the same mentality, no one challenges you to be better, you know? And if you're Brandon, you don't have friends, so <laughs> you just have to talk to yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, that's a lie because he does have friends. He invites them to a birthday party, oh, no, uh, I didn't. and then I don't get to go because I Brandon. I I heard through the grapevine that Brandon was just like, well, you know, he, he you know how paranoid he is about COVID. I want him here, and I was like, that's kind of offensive. It was yeah, it was it was risky. It was risky behavior. Yeah, engaging him. Uh, but guys, um, I want to let everybody know I got one more. Uh, what do you call it? One more shout out to play uh, from Brandon's boy Matt Ritter. But I do want to let everybody know uh, there will be no live episode next week. Uh, we will be interviewing Izzy. So if you have some questions, leave them in the comments below or uh, send them to me on social media. Um, got some big news involving Izzy coming up pretty soon. Um, and then we got another interview, which I will announce on social media 
at AKFYT Wrestling the following week. So we will have two interviews uh, back to back. Believe it or not, I want to start doing more interviews so that mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to Brandon as much. I can talk to other people. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> well, guys, uh, again, before you go, I'm going to play this and then we'll be out of here. Uh, before you go, I want you to hit subscribe, set notifications, help us out so that we can right. get more subscribers than Wrestling Otaku. Hey, help us out too, man. Yeah, you by all means, I don't care if you everybody. subscribe to him. Like, thank you for posting that video about us. But here's yeah. Matt Ritter. I, I, you leave the best for last. I love this video. Brandon will love this video especially. So here we go. This is Matt Ritter from the Smack and Raw podcast. We just want to congratulate Brandon on 101 episodes, man. It's, it's amazing how you've carried Kenny on your back. Uh, you know, really built this brand and then allowed him to put his name on the podcast. You know, you're so humble, not taking credit or anything like that. Um, it, it's really inspiring to see you do this. Um, I'm definitely one of Brandon's bays, and I want to thank you for loaning us Kenny. Hopefully it was a good audition so we could get the A-plus player. Uh, B-plus player was fine. Kenny was great, but uh, we'd really love to get, you know, a real talent on our show like you. So uh, hit me up. Let me know if you're interested. Um, maybe we can make that work, man. Um, also, you have the voice of a baby angel. It's like Jillian Hall mixed with Tiny Tim. It's just pure bliss. Um, so, yeah, congratulations on 101 episodes. Um, oh, yeah, Kenny, good job, I guess. Um, you know, thanks for showing up. And uh, I hope, Brandon, you have 101 more episodes. All right, bye.